0: This podcast is presented by Ride for Mental Health, an organization dedicated to breaking the mental health stigma in the action sports community. To support our cause, you can purchase merchandise or donate directly on our website at rideformh.org. We appreciate your support. Welcome to the Tell Me More podcast. I am Pippa Scott, founder of Ride for Mental Health. Just a reminder to please tell your friends you love them. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Mike. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I just got off the hill, and I'm pretty cold. It's cold at Killington right now.
1: I'm jealous because you have snowboarded yet, and I haven't. So, (laughs) lucky you.
0: What is your job title? for USASA?
1: I am the executive director of USASA.
0: And what's your favorite part of your job?
1: Obviously, I wasn't warmed up to these tough questions. The favorite part of my job, actually, this is an easy one. This is it. When I'm at an event, and everything's moving, and it's all running, and I get to hop on a chair... And I always try to hop on a chair with someone who's wearing a bib because they're a part of a competition. And usually when I roll around, I think you've seen me at events, I'm pretty nondescript. Like lots of times I like to not wear my USASA jacket because the customer experience is super important to me. And I want to know like how the kids are feeling about it, how the parents are feeling. So my favorite part is when I jump on the lift with an athlete with a bib and I have, I always ask the same question and it's. What are you working on? Um, And for me, because I always get like eyes wide open, like, whoa, like, yes, I'm working on something and this person wants to know what it is. And usually it's a good like conversation starter. So that's my favorite part.
0: Yeah, I remember when we were at Nationals and I was talking, I was like about to go on stage, but you and I were like standing together and you like turned around and you were just like look at all this like look at how everything is working and I was just thinking like yeah this is like a huge deal like how many people are here and how everything is like running so well and just like I think that now that I have kind of like been a part of the USASA experience I like got to hand out bibs to people and I got to spend time like kind of in the back room a little bit was that like Definitely the interaction with the kids is. The best part like handing like giving kids bibs and for them to be like stoked to just like get on the hill, and you're just like seeing how many people love the sport that you also love, I think is so so dope. And it's also just like seeing younger kids too, and like knowing that they're like the up and coming generation, and like that's what your sport is like going to become, like they're going to become the snowboarders that keep snowboarding going i feel like it's so cool that it like starts with usasa and to like talk to these little kids and like know what's going on in their brains like that was my favorite part of this nationals
1: Cool. yeah it's it's i like to say it's perpetual so in the beginning someone brought me to snow i was actually a skier sorry um when i was like six years old my mom and dad got me this little pair of these plastic skis, they were like snowmeisters. And I lived right next to this ski area in Amesbury, Massachusetts. Like I could see the lights from it at night. I lived so close. And, and so I was just like fascinated by riding the Poma lift or the smell in the base lodge or like that. My friends were there and we were like hitting jumps and stuff. And then, so like that started it for me, it like my, why I I do this still so like my whole thing is trying to like create that experience for someone else, and that's what makes it like that's why I say oh it's perpetual because when I jump on a lift with a kid and I say what are you working on it's because I was a coach for twenty years and like I'm genuinely interested like skier snowboarder whoever contest rail jam board across race or whatever like when you're there and you got a bib on. You're like working on something like oh, actually I'm working on my goggles are foggy. Oh, can I help? Or I'm working on, man, I cannot get the grab on my five or like, Oh, that second feature. I can't get through the kink, whatever it is like that. So that's my way of like keeping it perpetual because then when someone gives me back like a smile or you helped me or thank you, I'm like, aha. So yeah. And that, and that's like, that's everybody we work with at usasa you got to see it in the back but we're all there for the same reason we're just trying to like perpetuate the mission of what we're doing and just keep giving it out to the kids paying it forward and hopefully you're gonna grow up and keep on giving it back you know
0: yeah i have talked to a lot of kids my age and that has been definitely like a huge conversation i think between us has been like well we're the we're the next generation like we're the kids that are getting on like my friends are getting on rookie teams and like rebecca flynn just got put on the pro team it's like we're the people that are to start like getting into like for jamie anderson like i grew up watching jamie anderson and like we're about to be the people that people are going to grow up watching Especially, I feel like snowboarding is definitely taking a side where competition is still very big, but, like, with what Jill Perkins and Jessica Mora, they're, like, all doing, like, more street stuff, but it, like is all around I want to say most of it is around like mental health and like good vibes and like same with Peace Park with Danny Davis it's like snowboarding is definitely I think taking a pivot towards like instead of like spin to win and comp jocking and all that stuff it's like getting more to the creative side it could be how I'm shifting in my snowboard career and in like taking more of a step step back from competitions but I think that I've noticed that like the snowboard community is totally switching from like spin to win to like back kind of to like style because like there's not a lot of more spins that people can do
1: yeah I I think there's a general shift post COVID. So like, let's just talk about it. Like we all went through something, businesses, athletes, families, kids, me, you, everybody, like it was traumatic on, on a global scale for lots of people. And I think lots of things now are connected back to that experience that we went through. So I, I fully agree that people are trying to be trying to, like put things intentionally to like for their mental health be happy and so to your point if competitions are stressful for you if competitions don't fuel you and but the snowboarding does do just do the snowboarding part right like and and that's the thing that that jives you like and the the stuff that like jess and uh, i mean the the crew that's coming up now and some of the parts on i've just been watching a couple of the couple of the movies coming out like there's some insane riding and vibes and super cool stuff so I think at USASA we like we say competition is a foundation like it's a it's a USASA event as a meeting place to start you know and like so many bonds are formed after that it could be you might just do two comps but you get like best friends for life and Like Joni and Danny and those guys, like the friends that they ride with now and the thing, the people, the pros that they're doing stuff now, they all met at a USASA comp in the, you know, a, a while ago. And so I think in general, people are trying to do more things that fill them up and make them happy. And they're not afraid to say like, actually... I'm going to do this for me because I need this today. And if it's not contests and that doesn't fill you up, then don't do contests. Some people are like, I want that competition. Like I get like motivated by that process of being, being in competition. So I say whatever makes you happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We just had Jalen. I don't know if you saw her like no days lost video that she just put out. I just no, you yeah. haven't seen it. I just interviewed her last podcast, and she just put the video out. And she was already put on to like slash, like slash made a whole post about Jalen and Ellis Warrenson, and there were some other girls in there. I don't remember their names, but. Like, I think that the vibes in their edit, it was like all women from Minnesota building street stuff and hitting street rails. And it was just super dope because it was also girls my age. And I feel like there is literally nothing out there like that. And it just kind of like goes around with like, after COVID, I think people are more just like, if you want to do it, do it.
1: Right. Totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving right on from that, keeping on the snowboard train. How has Wait, snowboard- can I
1: plug? Can I plug slush real quick? Yeah. So uh we have a new partnership with slush.
0: Do you really?
1: We do. Yes, we do.
0: What's slush doing with USASA?
1: Oh my gosh. So if you use code S L-U-S-A-S-A-S-L-U-S-A-S-A at checkout, you get 20% off at slush so it's for usasa members so you get a discount over at slush magazine go go go
0: that's great
1: yeah super cool and we're, we're stoked yeah. and i got my i got my little slush scraper here <laughs> you can do your goggles and your windshield so uh, you
0: can put that on your goggles and it won't hurt your goggles
1: no i don't think you can put it on your goggles i think it's designed to go like yeah, sorry we're not I'm like showing the screen everybody like I'm, <laughs> like I'm like, look everyone no it's got like this little clip so it goes like on your visor but you ever know like like a like a New England day where you get like that freezing crud that just like locks on your goggles
0: yeah that's pretty much all of Killington writing
1: yeah you need that like yeah you go through the guns and you're like <laughs> yeah. so this is like the perfect size so I'm like oh how neat I'm taking my scraper that's like goggle width <laughs> I don't know if that's what Bridges was thinking, but uh, yeah, I think it's cool. All right, sorry. No,
0: you're Next good. Question. Okay, how has snowboarding impacted your life?
1: Like I just kind of lit- led into it. I don't know what else I would do. I I think that I uh, I could probably transition a lot of things that I have now to do something else. Actually, I know I I know I totally could. So snowboarding has given me ev- everything, everything. I was a coach for 20 years. I've been running USASA for eight years. Before that, it gave me direction. I like moved out to Colorado and like trained. I want to be like, I want to be a pro snowboarder. And then that didn't work out. So I was like, all right, I'm going to be a coach. And then that was like, that, 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 that was like the decision-making process. And then like the next 20 years, and then it was like, okay, now I'm going to run the USASA and I'm going to be 51 in December. I've been snowboarding since 1988. Yeah, it's, it's given me direction, a goal, a purpose. My entire life is just, there's, there's not a day I don't wake up and think about snowboarding.
0: Yeah. How did you get the USASA job? And how did you decide to, like, stop coaching? Because that's a big switch.
1: I don't know. Now, uh, so, like, when I started coaching in 1995, like, it was super loose, and I wanted it to be more I didn't I didn't want to lose the looseness of it but I think there's like some flexibility within a framework kind of like this idea that we run on now so like we have rules and we have guidelines and like what you want to do with it is yours so like series directors can like get a bunch of different swag or they can do cool things and that's like why we try to like keep nationals fresh every year but it's so weird I didn't know that I wanted to stop coaching but I didn't, I didn't have an exit strategy for it. And so at like year 20, I, I had just had a pretty good year at CVA. I had been there for seven years as the snowboard program director. And one of the things when I went there is they wanted, they wanted to get a program in the year and they wanted to get a club of the year. And I was like, okay, well let's work on that. And so we had just gotten it and we had a bunch of kids that made it to junior worlds both for slope and pipe will rivera was there coaching the freestyle crew and i was rolling with the board across crew and we had like eight kids at junior worlds and it was just like it was so much fun and uh and then i got a call that was like hey have you had enough of coaching and i was like "I i don't know and they're like well it's a good time to exit you know like got program in the year, like doing good. The program's good. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't actually, I don't want to go. I like want to stay. But then like, I really started to think about my body and riding like hundred and something days a year and and like being away from family and doing fall trips and being in New Zealand every summer and all of that, which gets tiring after a while. And so I was like, okay, so what are you thinking? Basically, and they're like, well, you could be the executive director of USASA. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. But like, so from the, from the beginning and looking back at it, the reason I wanted to put some structure in it is so that it was easier to manage and tie all the pieces together of it. So I was always involved in events. And so like, I was a technical supervisor for the ISF, the International Snowboard Federation, way, way back in the day. And then I became a FIST technical delegate. I've always been on boards. I was on the board at U.S. skiing and snowboarding. I was on the board at USASA as the president for a bunch of years because I like I just need to fill up my time with all of, all of those things. And so when I got the call, the person who made the call said, well, you're the highest level coach and you're the highest level official. So that's why we called you. And I was like, oh, weird. Like it never really dawned on me that I had like, I just kept chasing the things, the the snowboarding, like my why I wanted to do it. And, and then they were like, nobody else has those two things together combined. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like guys are either like, you're either an official or you're either like coach dude. And somehow I was both. And so I talked to my family for a while and then I was like, all right, I guess I'll learn the other things about being a director of a not for profit, of a 501c3 and all these like other things that come along with it. So that's how I got here.
0: Was it really hard to make the switch? Like you've made the decision and then like was it hard for you to like learn everything or did it kind of come naturally?
1: Yes. And no. So I think it came naturally because I'm like a student of anything and that I get into, like, and when I do something and like go into it, like rock climbing, and then I buy all the stuff and I get the rope and I'm like, rock climbing is the sickest thing ever. Frisbee golf, like I'm playing disc golf now and then disc golf and everything. I'm like, I get all the stuff and I'm into it surfing. I got all the stuff and I like, I'm like, I'm fully, fully in. And so being in the director of a not-for-profit, I dove in, like I went to conferences, I talked to other people, different m- like mission-based organizations. And I, I like fully went into it. So it was fun learning, like in all these things. And then like really just trying to apply the knowledge to USASA so that it was beneficial for the organization. So that was super cool. I'm still a mentor and a coach at heart like when i'm at an event okay the fence is where it's supposed to be the start crowd looks like this registration's good they got the schedule there's no weather coming in the chairlifts running i'm like who needs help like not not like with a gate like is there an athlete here who doesn't have a coach that like that i can like be like yo like, let's help make this day easier for you. So um, that part, and I miss that. I miss that part.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I remember yeah. you were on the knuckle at Northstar, and I didn't know it was you. You do go very incognito when you go to these events.
1: My secret's out.
0: I yeah. literally was like, you were like, Pippa. And I was like, what? Who are you? And then I was like, oh my God, huh? Yeah. But I I had no clue who you were.
1: I don't like I don't want to be like a a director that I'm I'm like the coach's coach. I'm the athlete's athlete. I'm like, I want to be in the mix and just like I'm I'm here to try to make things better. And sometimes like when the boss is on the scene, like people act different or behave different. Um and so I spend my winter traveling around to all the events. Like if there's an event, if I'm home in Maine, I'm I'm either up on Saturday morning and I'm going to Maine Mountain Series, New Hampshire, Southern Vermont, Northern Vermont, New England, or like driving over to the Adirondacks. I leave like every Saturday morning at 4 a.m. and I go somewhere. Um, and if I'm not doing that, then I'm on a plane like on a Wednesday to get to Big Mountain West or to get to Rocky Mountain or Southwest Freeride or one of those guys to so i can hang out and and like help them run the show but yeah i try to i try to just like blend in you get a better you get a totally different perspective when people when people don't know who you are um and and that's i i want that like authentic vibe from the kids and from the people
0: at the event yeah i get that i have one last question
1: that was okay. so easy
0: yeah. I, yeah. It's not hard. Doing, it's not hard, especially I feel like with me, I'm so chatty. It's like people are like, oh, a podcast. I'm like, don't worry. It'll be fine. OK, I I'll talk.
1: <laughs> Perfect. One last question.
0: Has mental health been a huge part of your life? Yes. Why? What? Like why as a snowboarder and being a part of the snowboard scene, why was mental health a huge part of your life?
1: So, I mean, oh gosh, it's such a it's such a personal question, you know,
0: Um, Uh, you don't have to talk about your own things. You can talk about like experience, like the community and around ride for Mental Health, like literally whatever you're comfortable with.
1: Yeah. So so like I, I think I can tie it back to what I said in the beginning. Like so I grew up near this ski resort in Massachusetts. It's not even there anymore. It's like a bunch of condos um and it like gave me this experience and like my memories of that like were, were so joyful so joyful and that's the thing that i held on to and life goes life moves in weird ways for everybody and and for me too like there were there were like some super dark times and some weird times and but like snowboarding has always been the thing so i'm a firm believer that when if if I'm ever waking up and feeling like ah just ah, I don't know. like everything just feels kind of okey right so like exercise, people, community like check a check in so like I think exercise and community for me have always been like okay if I feel like this and I just like I can't wash it off I need to go for a walk take the dogs, hop on the skateboard do something ride the bike and then I need to get with someone like even a coffee shop or something like that to just like, Hey, how's it going and have an interaction. And so for my own personal life, I know that that's always been a tool for me. And so that connected to snowboarding has in my, in my years as a coach and interacting with young people all the time and traveling the world and going on trips and doing junior worlds and camps in Austria and all this stuff, like you, you end up lots of chairlift rides with lots of kids, young adults who are going through stuff. And so like you, you end up taking on lots of these different roles. And so, which is a lot of the cool stuff that we're we're talking about after, I, I don't want to drop all the secrets now on the podcast, but like this is really important to both of us, to me and I, you too, obviously. So I just, I think that it's affected me as, as a cool outlet and, and and it's such a huge topic right now. Like, the, like what I mentioned about the pandemic and all of people want to be happy. And we're trying to find ways to like choose things for our lives that, that are meaningful and snowboarding, for me has been one of those things. And so if a kid can be plugged into our, to this community of snowboarding and shredding and free skiing and being outside, I think that there's a lot of good that can come from that. I think I just rambled the whole thing, but um <laughs> maybe, maybe I answered your question. It's I'm tiptoeing around like the super personal stuff, but like,
0: yeah, it's so, I mean- it's
1: so important.
0: I think you did a good job also just because that's what Ride for Mental Health talks about a lot is just that like snowboarding is an outlet and everybody uses their sport and like the action sports community uses a lot of their stuff to get outside one and it's also just that kids see their sport as an outlet and so do adults and so I think that you talked about that and you made that a big part of what you said and I think that that's really important because that's what Ride for Mental Health talks about a lot.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like uh, if you're listening to this and you're having a dark day or you're not feeling up to it, like get outside and get some fresh air and and grab a buddy and, you know, like put on a movie or do something together. Because like it took me a long time in my life to realize that I wasn't the only person that could wake up sometimes and not feel so good about themselves or about like what I had to face in the day. I thought that it was just me and I thought that I was like weird. And then I realized as I got older and started to like open up and talk about it, that like it then felt way okay. People people get sick, people have colds, people wake up feeling not so hot sometimes. And like that's, it's like normal to not feel good all the time. And then, then it, when I was like, oh, well, these are the things that make me feel good. So I'm going to put energy there. And then before you know it, I don't even remember the last funky day that I felt because I just like, and just keep keeping on, keeping on. And so I'm psyched with all the other stuff that you're doing, Pippa. I think it's rad. I think it's like, it. I know it's personal for you too, but I don't know if this is the right time, but we at USASA are th- very grateful and thankful that you're, you're champion. Champion, championing you're headed into this mission of uh bringing bringing the word to the street and uh it's super cool
0: thank We're you, you. I feel like when you're talking about how you feel alone in it i that's why i started ride for mental health because when I, we lost eli and when i went to res for my eating disorder i was like am I the only one that like, is literally having a really hard time? And then I would start talking to people and like trying to get away from surface level conversations with my friends and with people around me. And I was like, no, no, everyone has their own shit. And everybody's going through stuff. And I just need to like, keep an open conversation. And then I realized that that was something that the snowboard community and the action sports community was really missing. It was an open conversation about mental health. And then I was like, well, I guess it's got to do something about it. And like, so came right for mental health, which I am really stoked that it's only been a year and it's gone this far. And I just, I'm excited to see what's like coming up and what's going to happen next.
1: So can you tell people now, will you be back at USASA Nationals with Rock Mental Health?
0: Yes, I will. (laughs)
1: Nice. We can't wait to have you guys back there again. Super cool to be able to, to get that moving. So yeah. And yeah, the the Eli piece of this, I think for for all of us in in the community, and he was such a such a bright light, and in a million ways, I can't even express. Well, one the like the feeling of of that moment when I, when I heard the call, and and remembering his smile and his just the way that he framed up his life and what he wanted to do with snowboarding, and so I think it's super honorable that you're keeping that going
0: yeah I definitely think that Eli should have a legacy that involves the action sports community that involves snowboarding and that was a huge part of starting Ride for Mental Health was like I want Eli to have a legacy that is surrounded by snowboarding it's killer yeah and I mean like if you look at Eli McDermott like Ride for Mental Health is attached to his name like their article like I think that's really dope is that like Ride for Mental Health is doing that and Eli is attached to that, but it also definitely comes with a lot of like hardship because sometimes if things don't go well for Ride for Mental Health, it feels like it's attached to Eli's legacy too. So there's such like good and bad with that. And I just hope that like ride for mental health, when it does hit lows, that it doesn't ever affect you guys legacy with the action sports community.
1: Yeah, no, of course not. I mean, I think it's like, all right, I'm going to put on my coach hat. Like, so here's an analogy. It's like learning a new trick, you know, like you're not going to land it every single time and you like, you just keep going and keep going? The only failure in it is, is quitting it. So as long as you just keep moving, you're going to be successful and, and keep doing it. And I'm, and uh, yeah, Eli's, Eli's proud. So, sorry, we didn't mean to take the podcast here, but it's good. Like, these are the things that motivate us. And these, this is the thing that motivated you and, and even, you know, brought USASA into the fold too. And he was a big part of personally my life and everybody's life. And so like from USASA's standpoint, we're like, we just wanted to create the vehicle to be able to deliver this information because yeah there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of kids out there that that could use the knowledge and information and there's a bunch of coaches that need to have skills in their toolkits to be able to help kids and so these are the things the barriers and the conversations that we're we just don't want to be afraid to have and so that's why we're having them
0: thank you so much for coming on the podcast mike
1: thanks for having me pippa Have a great winter, and uh, I'm sure I'll see you somewhere.
0: Thank you for listening to the Tell Me More podcast. I am your host, Pippa Scott. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and don't forget, tell your friends you love them.